I'm Ray Newman, and this is the inside track to LSAT 170. I want to speak today about a couple of the major flaws, F-L-E-W-S, that are tested on the LSAT. Perhaps the most common flaw that appears on the LSAT is causation. It is the error of failing to prove that A caused B to happen. You know, we live in a cause and effect world. Things do not happen arbitrarily. Some cause is exerted against something or someone and produces an effect. That's how things happen in the world. Most commonly, the evidence given on the LSAT will be simply that B followed A, but that does not prove that A caused B to happen. For example, assume this to be the argument. Since Bob started exercising regularly, he has never been in better health. Clearly, exercising has been beneficial to Bob's health. Now, that is an error. Nothing in the argument proves that the reason Bob feels better is because he has been exercising. For all we know, exercising and health are unrelated. Or Bob might be feeling even better if he had not exercised. Sometimes the outside test maker will give you a correlation rather than a causation and see if you can distinguish the two. A correlation is simply that two or more things tend to go along with each other. For example, cigarette smokers tend to have a higher rate of lung cancer than non-smokers. Does that prove it's commonly accepted that cigarette smoking causes lung cancer? No, it does not. For all we know, lung cancer causes smoking. Perhaps people who, are, who have developed lung cancer turn to smoking to alleviate the discomfort. Well, both smoking and lung cancer may be caused by a third thing, say, pistachio nuts. Causation is very difficult to prove, very unlikely that it could be proven in a few sentences in a Logical reasoning argument. Be extremely suspicious of any conclusion that uses terms such as has the effect of, results in, or causes. Don't assume that because one thing follows another, the first causes the second to happen. The second error I want to look at Today, the second flaw is generalization. Any attempt to generalize from a survey or a poll or a study is flawed unless the author first proves that those surveyed, polled, or studied are representative in every significant regard of the larger group to which the generalization is being made. For example, assume the following argument. A recent survey of 500 callers to a local radio sports show 
indicates that most local residents believe the New York Yankees should relocate to New Jersey. That is actually something I heard on the radio. Notice that the argument is generalizing from 500 people to all local residents. That is a flaw. Unless the author of the argument first proves that those polled are representative of all local residents. It doesn't matter how many people were polled, 500 or 500,000 or 5 million. If the conclusion is based on a generalization, representativeness must be proven and some form of the word representative will likely be in the credited answer. Generalizations must be based on a representative sampling. The material on this podcast is based on my book, LSAT, The Inside Track, a 60-page book that covers everything on the test and help you Bring out the best score you have within you. It is being converted to an e-book as we speak. A limited number of physical copies are available, and if you are interested in obtaining one, send $20 cash to Testbrite, T-E-S-T-B-R-I-G-H-T, 42 East Shore Trail, Sparta, New Jersey, 07 Eight seven one.